This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I am a small animal veterinarian and cat lover from way back. I love to bring you special guests to talk about everything feline. And today, I have Kate Benjamin with me. Kate is really cool and meowvulous because she is a feline-friendly interior designer. And so we're going to talk with her about all kinds of cool and innovative ideas to make your home better for you and better for your cat. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I have with me today Kate Benjamin. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. I'm very excited to talk to you because you're just one of a kind, and I just love to learn all the things. Tell my listeners a little bit about you and how you got where you are now. Yes. Well, I have a kind of um, a unique path to where I got to this strange career that I have, which um, I kind of call myself a cat style expert, which is something I sort of made up. I am not a veterinarian. I am not a cat behaviorist. I'm basically a designer who lives with a lot of cats. So my background, my undergraduate and graduate degrees are both in design, interior design, visual communication design, as well as some product development. And I have basically started looking at the world of design for cats. In 2007, I was working as the director of marketing at a children's product development company, and they really were focused on making beautiful things for children so that if you had kids, your house didn't have to look like a daycare center. And I said, well, why isn't anybody doing this for cats and cat owners? And so I started putting together a blog online that looked at what I considered really well-designed products and environments for living with cats. And for me, good design encompasses both the aesthetics as well as the functionality. Does this item 
or this environment make the cat's life better and make the life for the person and the cat and their ability to bond and live together. So it kind of progressed from there. I went on to work with Jackson Galaxy, uh, the cat behaviorist on his television show, My Cat from Hell. We co-authored two books together about designing your home for living with cats, which kind of puts our spin on environmental enrichment for cats, where we talk about not just those behavior factors, but also the fact that it has to work for everybody. The people who live in the space have to love it as well. Otherwise, they won't do it. And so that has just taken me on to designing my own line of cat products with Primetime Pets, a company based in Texas, and doing lots of consultations, both for residential as well as shelter design for catifying spaces where people live or in shelter situations where cats are waiting to be adopted. Well, I love it because as a veterinarian, I see the need for environmental enrichment, but I also see the cat lovers kind of not want to have carpet covered cat trees all over their house. And so I think that's a really cool niche. And as a cat lover myself, I'm so excited to talk with you. So it is my understanding that you also write some features for Catster Magazine, yes? Yes. So I've been writing for the magazine since it first started publishing under the name Catster. And over the years, I've written about different things, sort of people in the cat business. And my current column is all about DIY. So how can you create things for your home that are super customized, that fit your budget, that fit your style? That's also a lot of what we incorporate into the two books that I wrote with Jackson. Really, you don't have to go out and spend a lot of money to do this, you can just sort of think creatively and come up with something that's totally unique and that works for you and your cat. Well, I love it. And I have your books. So that's pretty exciting. I, you know, I was thinking this morning as I was prepping for my day, if someone would enrich my environment and make it where I had to work a little harder for my food or, or whatever, hunt, it might make me healthier too. So I'm really excited about environmental enrichment for cats. We know that it heads off a lot of medical issues. So how many cats do you have? So I live with 13 cats at my home with my husband, and then we have another cat at my design studio in downtown Phoenix. That is awesome. So do you have a favorite, maybe a favorite project or a favorite item that you've just loved and always sold or pitched Well, so I have so many that it cycles through. My house is kind of like a working laboratory of catification. So I'm constantly either testing my own new designs or companies that make cat products are sending me things to test and get my feedback so that I'll write about them. And then I'm also constantly trying new DIY things. So there are a few beds and a few things that have really stood the test of time. I always love the Hepper Pod. That is something that has been around from the very beginning of when I first started writing about this kind of design for cats. And that is a sort of a raised bed that creates a little hideaway that's very cozy. So it hits on several really important things. And I think those are probably the most successful products, things that sort of speak to multiple important behavior factors. So in in the case of the Hepper Pod, it's slightly raised off the ground. 
and it provides cats with a hiding space Two things that we have found just are very important for reducing stress for cats. That's really what all of this is about in both a home situation and especially in a shelter situation, anything environmental design related, as you know, is all about reducing stress for cats. And you do that by giving them the things that they need to feel comfortable, to feel at home, to act out their instincts, to behave like cats. And so that's one example. I just did another project that I of course, I'm in love with because it's my most recent project here in my office where I'm sitting now. We had just painted all the walls and I added a super highway, but at kind of like a medium level. You think of cat super highway as like the shelves and things that cats climb on. And a lot of people think, oh, it's way up high near the ceiling. Well, this is right here just at eye level while I'm sitting and there's a cat sitting on it right now. And they, I put carpet on it. And so they can just low pile carpet tiles I use. So not the beige, horrible carpet you see on everything. And the cat's absolutely love being here. They're more often now near me when I'm working at my desk. They use it to run around. It increased the uh, amount of usable space for the cats in my office significantly. And I'm using it particularly with one new cat that we adopted who is a bit of a problem child. He has, he's younger, he's about 10 months old and he has a lot of excess energy and he needs to really run around really hard before and after every meal. Otherwise he goes out and has a little bit of aggression with the other cats, but I needed to find a space where I could do that for him isolated from the other cats. And we live in a relatively small condo. So by creating this extra super highway, I use it to run him around this whole cycle and it's worked beautifully. So it's a great example of just adding something simple and really making a difference in your cat's lives. I love it. So, you know, because of my job, I talk a lot about how to make the trip to the vet better. And I think a lot about how to make my exam room a little more cat friendly. And, and I have tons of things that I do, but I can't go home with my clients. So lots of times I give handouts about environment enrichment and, and different kinds of things. And I love that you are there thinking about all of this and you found easy ways to address this. A big thing I think for cats, and we talked about it when you came on the show before, is litter boxes. Do you have any genius wisdom about litter boxes? Well, that is, of course, always the big elephant in the room. I am very lucky to have a rather large catio attached to the entire back of the condo. So we have most of our litter boxes out there and the cats have access 24-7 through cat doors in the patio doors. So I find that just very convenient in terms of being able to have a large number of litter boxes in multiple areas out there and then the ability to keep them clean because all the tools I need are all in one place. So there's kind of litter box issues in terms of really designing your litter box space. You do have two users. You have to think about the comfort and and the functionality for the cat as well as for the cat caregiver, right? So because if you have your litter box 
hidden away down in the basement. Maybe your cat will use it, but do you never go down there and you never scoop it? And that is going to cause litter box problems. So it's really about placement. It's about organization of the tools that you need. It's about having enough, certainly, as you know, for every cat plus an extra, which I don't quite have that many, but (laughs) I use rather large litter boxes and we don't, we don't have issues. Then of course, litter itself is always the big thing to talk about in terms of tracking and dust and clumping and odor control and all of those things. Um, And I'm just constantly trying new ones. And I have one that I love to use inside and I have a different one that I use outside because you sort of think about the different factors in uh, where you're using each litter. So you have to balance everybody's needs. So you may be able to, in terms of aesthetics, You may be able to hide a litter box inside a large piece of furniture or something, as long as it provides plenty of ventilation and space for the cat to move in and out and around in the litter box. But if your cat is not going to use it, you have to compromise and you have to, you know, be able to have an open litter box somewhere. They're just, it's such a tricky situation that makes so many people so upset. And trust me, I get it. I mean, I live with it every day, but I think it's about really planning where you have it, what tools you have available to you and the system that you will use for keeping it clean. I agree. Keeping it easy for you, but still honoring your cat's likes and dislikes is is sort of the answer. I mean, I know it's not an easy answer, but um, you said that you have kind of a catio area. Yes, I love it. Can we talk about catios for a minute? Absolutely. So, um, so I live in a, a really urban environment in a condo that's all single story, but it had basically a patio in the back with that was already walled in when I bought the place. And I bought it because it had great what I call catio potential. So all I needed to do was extend the roof out and then connect the edge of the roof to the top of the wall. And all of a sudden I had this fantastic, completely enclosed space that no outside cats or any other predators can get in and none of my cats can get out. But it is open air. I used this heavy metal mesh, sort of a decorative architectural mesh panel to create that connection between the roof and the wall. And so you can basically do anything aesthetically. And I feel like if you sort of treat it more like I'm going to create a beautiful enclosed open air addition on my home, then you will love it more. And a lot of people, I think sometimes think of catios, you know, a lot of chicken wire. I mean, that is certainly a very inexpensive way to do it. But if that makes you cringe aesthetically, There are tons of other examples, catio spaces up in um, Seattle. She does a beautiful job with gorgeous catio designs. There are a number of really fantastic people around the country who you can either hire to design and build yours, or you can look at what they've done to get ideas and incorporate if you can, or if you want to incorporate some seating areas for people, some water features, some things where you want to spend time with the cats. But just the most important thing is making sure that it is absolutely secure, that nothing can get in and nothing can get out. Oh, absolutely agree. Well, let's take a quick break and then come back. I still I still have stuff I need to ask you, so we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the cat tree tray. 
The cat tree tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. We're talking with Kate Benjamin about ways to make your home more feline friendly and also really more cat lover friendly. So, um, okay, Kate, so what if someone that is listening lives in an area where they cannot really establish an outdoor catio space? Are there ways to make what they have a little more enriched for cats? So just working with their interior alone, absolutely. Even in the smallest of spaces, you can make sure to increase that vertical space. And if there's any way to add perching areas that are right in front of windows, either up high, down low, and then maybe place a bird feeder or something outside that will attract wildlife that your cat can see, as long as they also have toys and things inside that they can physically play with and do their killing with when they, if they see the prey outside. So this kind of vertical use of vertical space doesn't have to be anything elaborate. You don't have to be building in permanent shelves. You can just start with taking a look at furniture you already have and maybe clearing off some surfaces, moving things around to make a connection from one surface to the next. And then perhaps adding something like a cat tree or a little, a small cat shelf in between to make the jump. It's really thinking like a cat. So you want to think about as they're traversing this pathway around your home up above the floor, where can they go? How many different directions? And you want to eliminate any dead ends. You want to create sort of destinations. So put a cozy bed up in this high corner, maybe under a window, give the cat a reason to go up there and sort of explore and check it out. So that being up high in a space really gives cats the best perspective of their environment. Um, It allows them to really see everything that's going on, which does help reduce their stress. It helps them feel more comfortable in their environment. So most cats love to climb. Not all. Some are certainly earthbound. I have one cat who probably could stand to lose a pound or two. And we generally think of him as earthbound, but every once in a while we see him way up on the highest shelf and he's perfectly happy. And he got up and he got down very safely. And uh, it's because I'm always just trying to think of making the pathway safe, you know, that making that super highway, even though a cat can jump three, four, five feet, don't make them do it. And definitely don't make them do it way up high where they might feel uncomfortable. So I'm always sort of making small steps. And then that allows larger cats or senior cats to be able to access some of those more, uh, you know, higher points in the house. 
So I love that you have an eye for the existing features or furniture or what have you, and then a way to connect those. So um, I would encourage listeners to find Kate's stuff that she writes and stuff and and look at your own apartment with a new eye because using what you've got is is really smart. So I love that. Yeah, it just makes it more accessible because the biggest thing here is for you to just do something, right? We don't want people to feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, I have to do the whole house. I have to buy all these things, install all these things. No, just start with a corner. Just move something around. Start with what you have. Just make it accessible. Don't feel overwhelmed, but take a real interest in like, if I do this, what will my cat do? You know, and really just, I'm all, I'm just fascinated by cats and how they respond to things that I make or things that I build for them. Like this whole new shelf that I'm describing in my office. It just, I'm thrilled at how they're using it. And I feel like it's really made a difference, especially in that, that new, for that new cat that we have, you can really see the immediate impact of environmental enrichment and catification on both your cat's happiness, as well as your own. And I love that cats like novel things. So that doesn't mean that if you do something today, you're married to it, you can change it. And then the cats are excited all over again. I love that about cats. Exactly. That's so important. And that's kind of the idea of, you know, having your house be sort of like a working laboratory. And it's also part of not getting overwhelmed, right? It's not set in stone. Exactly. You can, you can just try something, see how they respond. Maybe they don't use it. Try something else. And it's just piquing that interest, really getting people to want to do this for their cats, because nothing makes me more frustrated than when somebody says, oh, it's just a cat. They don't need anything. They take care of themselves. They'll figure it out. Well, they will live a much richer life and your bond with them will be better if you do these things. It really, And your home is, that's their whole domain, right? And that, if you just give a little bit of effort, a little bit of thought and creativity, you can really see some fantastic results. Right. Well, and so some of the things I know that you've talked about, design ideas and things can make it a little bit easier. Like if you're bringing a new cat into your home, which you've touched on a little bit, but can you talk to my listeners a little bit about maybe some things they should consider before they bring in a new cat? Absolutely. I think that the most important thing is for you to have an area that the new cat can be isolated in, which we refer to as base camp in our catification books. A lot of other environmental enrichment people sort of introduce this idea. You want them to get familiar with their space, their new surroundings, and then have a way for if you have cats already for them to sort of understand that there's a new cat in the house. What I've done is I actually created in my office, we added a screen door. So we bought one of those wooden screen door frames. We removed the screen that came with it and replaced it with a heavy duty mesh and then painted the whole thing to match the house, added black hardware. So it really fits seamlessly. It, it sounds horrible. It sounds like we hung a screen door in our house, which we did, but we really made it look great. And people don't even notice it. They kind of, it kind of takes them a minute to realize oh, that door's closed, but I can still see through it. And so I use that to introduce new cats. I also have a couple of cats who need alone time, right? They need to not be out. I have, I have too many cats. I'm not 
going to recommend that anyone have 13, 14 cats. And so there's a lot of sort of figuring out how do I keep everybody happy? And sometimes that means isolating them. So the new cat can always retreat to that safe space, that base camp. And then, as you know, a lot of comfort level cats get a lot of comfort from smells, right? From understanding that marking their own smell on something, uh, their own scent. So if you do scent swapping, you can hear somebody in the background meowing, I'm sure. <laughs> you can put the new cat's scent on a bed or a blanket and then swap it out with something from the other cats in the rest of the house so that they're getting familiar with each other's scents before they have a full introduction and everybody's all out together. Yeah, I love that. I talk with my clients a little bit about those ideas frequently. Well, this has been so amazing, uh, meowsing. And I would like to give you just a moment, though, to tell my listeners how to learn more and how to find out about yourself and your books and your products and all the things that you do. Could you kind of give us the rundown on how to cyberstalk you? Absolutely. So my brand is House Panther, but is spelled with the German spelling H-A-U-S Panther. And so you can find me at housepanther.com. You can find me on all social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at House Panther, H-A-U-S. If you go to the housepanther.com website, there is a click link to our online store where I sell a number of products that I design and make, as well as a curated collection of my favorite things from some of my other manufacturers. And the two books that I co-authored with Jackson Galaxy are called Catification and Catify to Satisfy. And also make sure to pick up the latest issue of Catster Magazine to see my DIY column. There's some really fun projects coming up in there. Yes, I love that. So yeah, I check that out too. Uh, Catster Magazine is a, is a good place to find out cat stuff. But I also think that Nine Lives with Dr. Cat is a good place to find out cat stuff. So thanks, Kate, for talking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I always want to thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, and all of my loyal listeners. I want you to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.